0: Well, one person who is a super zero, I would say, is the mayor of Athens, Georgia, because this guy has gotten me riled up like, I don't know, I I couldn't believe it. I was I heard it on TV. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Did he just say that? And then I played it back and then it was worse than I even heard it the first time. And I'm glad that I didn't have like a like an object. I would have like thrown it and broken my TV set because this guy was obscene. Here it is, this horrible Horrible murder in his community of Lake and Riley, the nursing student who was jogging there at the University of Georgia at that running trail. There where so many young girls are going for jogs every single day, guys and girls jogging in that area every single day. It was daytime. And then this monster, an illegal migrant, took her life. And so far, again, we have no idea of motive. It looks like he just kind of came upon her. He lives nearby clearly has a violent past and probably a lot more than we even know about because it's not like Venezuela, where he's from, uh, shares criminal records with the United States. And there's a lot of stories about Venezuela emptying out their jails, emptying out their criminals to come to the United States. There's a story recently, a couple days ago, how Venezuela is so happy because their crime is down because they've gotten rid of all their worst of the worst and most of them are coming to America. So... Now we have a wide open southern border and we have a president that I feel is complicit on so many levels. And he's going to do the old fake uh, fake a rake tomorrow. He's going to go down there and he's going to Brownsville, which is an area that's not that busy right now. Other areas are where President Trump is going tomorrow is quite busy. It's Eagle Pass, Texas. But he's going to go down there and do the old dog and pony show. You know, oh, yeah, everything's fine. Just like he said today, what crime in America? And he still has not even mentioned Lakin Riley's name. That is pathetic. And this mayor today barely mentioned her name. And, in fact, listen to what he did. This is interesting because... You could hear, you heard now in that press conference. They're screaming at him. They're saying, "You're fired. Who created this crazy sanctuary city policy? Why are you still making uh, excuses? What is wrong with you, Mr. Mayor? Your job is to, res- you know, protect the community, not make uh, you know excuses for illegal migrants who are criminals and now who's a murderer. He seemed to have more sympathy for the murderer than he did for Lincoln Riley. And so today, what happens? He gets asked, why was there even a sanctuary city policy? Who would ever do that? And there are a lot of cities around the country that you know have it. And listen to what he said, just like everything else. It's MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. Listen to this one.
1: While 2019 was not that long ago, you might remember the dynamic we were living in, in the late teens in this country, where you had the president of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign-born. And you had that notion oh, metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. This is an invasion. In the main, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. The data demonstrates that the two are not connected. Because the impact of federal immigration policy on localities has been under such consistent discussion in recent months, I do want to say a few words about this. It's my 18th year as a local government policymaker. And my work has overlapped with four U.S. presidencies and numerous iterations of Congress. All of them have failed to reach agreement on how to handle immigration.
0: So he brings up Charlottesville. He also brings up Trump. It gets on and on and on. I I just can't believe this guy making excuses. There's nothing to do with migrant crime. We see it with our own two eyes. That is shameful. And then it gets into the bigger, broader policy with President Biden. Because President Biden still won't say Lincoln-Riley's name because he doesn't want to draw attention to the wide-open southern border, all right? And he doesn't want to bear any responsibility to it, just like he never talks about fentanyl. But boy, after everything that happened to George Floyd, he couldn't stop talking. Here he is at George Floyd's funeral. Listen to this
2: one. We should also be asking ourselves... Why the answer is so often too cruel and painful? Why in this nation do too many black Americans wake up knowing that they could lose their life in the course of just living their life? Why does justice not roll like a river nor righteousness like a mighty stream? Why? Ladies and gentlemen, we can't turn away. We must not turn away we cannot leave this moment thinking we can once again turn away from racism that stings at our very soul from systemic abuse that still plagues american life as thurgood marshall once implored quote america must dissent from indifference it must dissent from fear the hatred and the mistrust we must dissent because america can do better Because America has no choice but to do better.
0: That was a powerful speech. I don't think he could give one like that now because, boy, has he gone downhill despite the, uh, we'll get to the uh, physical results later on in the show. But here he's saying that one man changes the world. One decision does this. One does that. Think about all the riots and the protests and all the results of that. And then today he still cannot even say Lake and Riley's name. And as far as we know, he has not even called the family. The White House said they didn't have any information on it, so he didn't call the family yet. I mean, that's preposterous. And it goes well beyond him because Congresswoman Katie Porter, she's a Democrat from California, said, you know, we really shouldn't make immigration policy or or even think about changing anything just because one person died just because Lake and Riley essentially died. That, to me, is one of the most cold, despicable, hypocritical statements I've ever heard, especially of what I just played, of what Biden said on June 9, 2020, at the George Floyd funeral. Here is Katie Porter. Listen to this, and everybody's talking about this one tonight. I think when a horrible tragedy like, like this happens, I think whenever we're dealing um, with violent crime, there is a sense of outrage, of sadness, and of loss. But I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our overall immigration policy, which has so many different facets, including economic choices about what workers to allow in and how to create prosperity in America. So the situation is tragic and it's a loss and it's important to acknowledge that, but also to recognize all the other how all the other parts of immigration policy fit together. Yeah, let's not spend too much time just because a beautiful Georgia nursing student who was minding her own business and jogging and doing something that millions of Americans do every single day was brutally killed by an illegal immigrant that had a massive track record and was led into this country during Joe Biden's presidency and his open borders. Your president, Congresswoman Katie Porter. That to me was one of the most insensitive comments I think I've ever heard. And again, juxtapose it with the way they handled everything during George Floyd. One person did change everything for them during George Floyd. But when the narrative doesn't fit the message for them, somehow, then it's not important.